Uh, right, welcome to the James Well Radio podcast, uh, broadcasting, of course, across the entire universe on any instrument you can pick us up on. Uh, first of all, apologies about last week. Um, I was unfortunately unable, Mrs. W, having a bit of a, um, a blip, I think, and uh, I was unable to do the show. But Rob made a complete nut of balls up of the whole thing, so that amused us. And uh, thank you very much indeed to Rob. Let's not talk any more about it, shall we? Well, I thought it went well. We had lots of things on it. We had Chesney Hawks. What's not to like? Yeah. Yeah, no, fine. Okay, if that's what you think's a good show, that's fine. That's marvellous. <laughs> uh, that's, no, that, 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 uh, that's fine. Uh, but this uh, this week, hopefully, uh, we are back on track. And uh, welcome to all those new radio stations taking the program. And uh, if you want to send us a little present, you know, go on the website and feel free. Anything at all. Yeah, hit, really? hit the donate button. Yeah. Well, that's just for money. I mean, okay, we'll accept money. But, you know, there might be other things. Gold, silver, jewellery, you know, holidays abroad. Plutonium. I don't want any plutonium. Forget that. Forget that. Well, I have MI6 around here uh, in the next couple of seconds now for you saying that. Mind you, interestingly enough, going back to the Salisbury uh, situation, no, nobody has been talking. Have you noticed how that dropped out of the news? Well, once they found out it wasn't actually the Russians, they, they dropped it like a hot potato. But have they found out it isn't actually the Russians? Ah, it's most likely not a Russian. Yeah. And, and and yet no major coverage in the news because they refuse, they being the politicians, refuse to speak about it. Interestingly enough, I think people should be asking the question, what really happened in Salisbury? Isn't there a cathedral there or is that Canterbury? Can Canterbury. Well, I think, there's, I think there are cathedrals all over the place, aren't there, really, uh, from a past that we'd rather not talk about. Um, so should we, talk, should we talk about the local elections now they've been and gone? Labour really embarrassed themselves remarkably i think labor been going on these guys from momentum have been shouting their stupid mouths off and they're wandering around strutting around like peacocks and uh and it didn't really come off did it guys you know even though the conservative parliament of theresa may is very unpopular you and jeremy corbyn are even more unpopular interestingly the lib dems did quite well they kind of are bouncing back after having been the whipping boys of the Tories during the coalition government. And looking... Oh, yeah, by the way, you, Kip. <laughs> OK, fine. Um, uh, that's a, a name we won't have to mention again because it's finished. And, uh, hang on. Didn't I tell you that some, some time ago? Did I not say... There is absolutely no point to UKIP and it will just disappear. Didn't I say that? You did. You did. I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. Why don't, if you listen to The Great Whale, you would know UKIP is finished because without Nigel, it ain't nothing. In fact, the current leader, whose name I can't remember, refuses to speak to me because apparently I'm too rude. No. No, <laughs> yes. Stupid fing <laughs> Yeah, apparently. <clears throat> Did I miss an um, election then? I haven't been out to vote. I mean, have I missed something? It might not have been an election where you are, but it was local elections in local councils. But not in Wales. The country. Probably not in Wales, but a lot in England. Mm. Okay. But then nobody takes much notice of what goes on in Wales, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Move on. 
No, I mean, seriously, I'm a Welshman. You're not. I'm going to take this out of the show. <laughs> yeah, you f***ing dare. I think it's a lovely place. Mm, that's because you live there. I think it's a lovely place, by the way. And uh, I can't wait to go back from time to time. I love to go back to, to Wales, but uh, I think the people who run it actually have... Uh... But anyway, there we are. That's a, that's a, You brought that up. I didn't bring it up. So, um, all I can all I can think from the results if you everybody is putting their spin on it the labor think they did remarkably well the conservatives think they did remarkably well the liberal democrats think they did remarkably well basically i my spin on it is that people now are nowhere near as relaxed uh, as they were about the idea of leaving the european union you know all sorts of people got excited about it people thought you know they listened and they uh, they said, oh, £350 million a day going or a week going into the NHS. Marvellous. Marvellous. OK, uh, we'll vote for that. Uh, some of the rather thick uh, idiots that we have in this country, in every country you have them, um, who are nationalistic, who believe that they are better than any other country, those sort of twats. Actually, I don't like the word twats. Those sort of um, are. I find that much more offensive. Um those those people are are just beyond beyond despicable. They are they're, they're just they're, they're 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 the things that you wipe off the sole of your shoe. I hate them. Um, and I think uh, I think they motivated themselves to go out and vote those sort of scum. Uh, they wouldn't normally vote, so uh, I don't think they understood there were local elections. Uh, UKIP, um, as I said, has disappeared completely. Uh, without Nigel, it isn't anything anyway. Um, so I, I, listen, from this, from the local elections, I perceive that people now are not as happy about leaving Europe as they were, which I think is good news because I think that, uh, they're all going on about the house of law, the so-called Brexiteers. Oh, they're an ugly bunch, aren't they? They are a, I have not seen one good looking Brexiteer, male, female, or anything else. They're all quite ugly. Liam Fox, look at him. Dumpy little sod, um, going on about what's it? He he's, he gets threatening, so I could be more threatening. So I, I won't talk any more about it. It's just it it annoys me intently. This whole thing about the European Union. We should have been doing more to make the European Union work better. We didn't because the MEPs, in my view, not very bright either. Uh, and then we didn't take any interest. I'm not going over it again. Brexit is a complete and utter farce. And if I hear other people who actually believe that it's a farce saying, oh, yes, but we must actually, we must appreciate the will of the people, wake up. That is the lazy, you just don't like confrontation, okay? The will of the people is not to leave the European Union. It could be the will of half the people. And in a democracy, uh, that makes it very difficult, very difficult, so I think we should take stock. I think we should think again. And I think after the negotiations have been done and all this, all these negotiations, everything that's going on at the moment and has been for the last year or so is costing you and I, the taxpayer, an absolute f***ing fortune. So I think what we need, not only for Parliament now to be able to debate it, and if they don't like the deal, the final deal, rather than saying, right, we're just going to crash out of the European Union, which would be disastrous for everybody. And I mean it, disastrous. Don't let them lie to you. I don't, I don't understand. Some of these people who are supposed to be quite bright, like the Liam Foxes of this world, um, 
I don't know what's in it for them. I haven't been able to work out what is in it for them because just crashing out of the European Union will cause enormous damage to this country and to countries around us. And let's face it, we don't want to have much to do with some of these other countries that their human rights are appalling. So we need, we need another referendum when we know what the outcome is likely to be. We don't want any sort of messing around. That's what a democracy is. The right to change your mind. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Uh, lots of other things to talk about on the program today. Uh, my favourite topic, and I've noticed on Twitter, uh, people asking, am I serious or not? But I'm not going to start telling you whether I'm serious or not. That's part of the fun. You have to decide. You have to work out what I'm saying and whether or not it is um, what I believe. What have you said now? Well, I have done a major apology. You know I have a radio show Monday to Thursday on Talk Radio. Download the app. Oh, yes, yes. Occasionally I broadcast it on Periscope, and I'm thinking of doing it on Facebook Live. We should do this live one day and put it out as a uh, as a video show as well. Why don't we do that? I'm working on the dual camera system. I've got an idea. I didn't say anything about you appearing on it. Oh, there's no fun in it then. You know, that'll put people off if they see you. Oh, okay. Unless you can do something with your hair and your clothes. I'll just put the two cameras in your direction then. Anyway, we'll talk about that at another time. Um, On my radio show on Talk Radio, it goes out Monday to Thursday, 7 o'clock in the evening. I made a major apology this week. I, I have been very rude over the past year or so about Donald Trump. It is very clever to be rude about Donald Trump. In fact, he leads you to do that from time to time. And it wasn't until the two Koreas got together, North and South Korea, that I realized how amazingly clever Donald Trump is. He's not a politician. In fact, I I think he's a little like me. He does things completely differently. He says things that people politically shouldn't say, like me. And he is achieving greatness. He has done more to bring together Korea, and I think he will do the same in the Middle East, and I'm pretty sure that before long there will be an entente cordiale, or whatever it is, uh, with Vladimir Putin. And I think the person that's going to do this is Donald Trump. Now, you might not like him because he's a bit of a lad. A bit like me, I suppose. Um, he, he says what he thinks without thinking, probably says what he feels without thinking, um, and uh, shouts his mouth off on Twitter. I tend not to do that too often, but I, I talk about my dogs. But, you know, he I got him wrong. I am absolutely ashamed of myself that I got him wrong. And I'm now joining this campaign to put him forward for a Nobel Peace Prize. Here, here. Yeah, because Barack Obama got one and he did stuff all. That's true. Not a thing. What did Barack Obama achieve? He did a bit of singing every now and again. That was quite cool. Okay. The healthcare system's a good idea, but it was organised badly, so lots of people couldn't afford it anyway, and it was taking more money. So the healthcare thing, they need healthcare. Don't get me wrong. They have to do something about it, and I think Donald Trump is working on that. But, you know, 
he motivated people in America. Maybe he motivated them the wrong way so that all the religious freaks, and I don't think he's religious at all, all the racist freaks, I don't think he's racist, um, and all those people that didn't usually vote, he saw collateral there that he could use to get himself elected. A lot of the stuffed shirts he's got rid of, there's a similarity, of course, with our own speaker of the House of Lords who's in trouble at the moment, John Burko. Apparently he's bullying because he shouts at people. We'll talk about that later. Um, I got Donald Trump wrong. He is a hero. He is a breed of man who we need to save this world. He has done it in Korea in his own inimitable way. And when he comes here in July, never mind about the 42,000 people who are threatening to demonstrate, they're probably just the same, same sort of people who think that uh, Jeremy Corbyn is going to make a great prime minister. And, you, and they're thick because they've been sucked in. I, luckily, have managed to see the light. Donald Trump is obviously a political mastermind. He has realized that politics has been the same for ages and needs to be kicked up the ass, and he's the man to do it. So, yeah, I think Donald Trump, Alex Jones has said the same thing, I think. Um, Donald Trump needs to be given the Nobel Peace Prize so that those people who are a bit stuffy and a bit stupid realize that actually he makes things happen. End of. Any arguments? Get in touch. Jameswellradio at gmail.com. We've had a few replies already. Have we? Yeah. Have we really? There's a page on it. Is there? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, let's go through a few of them. Yeah, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, time to nominate Donald Trump for a Nobel Peace Prize. This is what some of you thought. Uh, let's go through just a few. Um, Cliff Marsh, for threatening a despot, he could have caused a world war. He didn't, Cliff, did he? And how could he have, you know, America could just annihilate most of the world if they wanted to. What he did, what he did was bring the man out Make the man realise that this guy is all right. He's a bit of a laugh. Cliff, you need to wake up, mate. If you want peace in this world, people like Donald J. Trump are the way to go. Craig W. North says the Nobel organisers are mostly left-wing, so it's doubtful that Don will win. He should, though, be nominated, however. Yeah, that's... Um, that, uh, actually, I don't... Uh, the Nobel Peace Prize is a bunch of boring old farts. You're right, probably fairly left-wing. But it's, uh, it's the only thing we've got that makes other people take notice. Unless somebody can think, what about a whale peace prize? Yeah, we can do that, yes. Yeah, yeah. why don't we do a whale peace prize? A Barbie Cox, interesting name, uh, said, well, he seems to have tamed Little Rocket Man. Well, yeah, of course he has. Colin Bates says, like nominating Colonel Saunders for services to animals. That's not even very funny. It's not even very well-worded, is it? Uh, Jim Coburn says, uh, did not know that they did one for stupid or misogynistic or avoiding debts or racist or lying or anything else he does on a regular basis. We see Jim Coburn or Cockburn, probably. Um, that's your interpretation of it. It's all an act. Yeah, it's all an act, mate. It's all an act. And you, Jimbo, have fallen for it. I fell for it for a while, Jim, but I woke up and saw the light and smelt the coffee, mate. You need to do the same thing. 
And how can he be misogynistic when he's surrounded by some of the most beautiful women in the world? He likes cats, though, doesn't he? He likes a bit of pussy, that's for sure. Uh, Bill Ding says Trump had nothing to do with Kim's decision. It was more to do with behind the scenes with China. Bill, you're talking rubbish. Unless, of course, you uh, you think you're more important than you are, Bill. Uh, Guardian Hawk, knobhead piece of shit prize, maybe. Guardian Hawk, you haven't even got the guts to reveal your real self, have you? You're just an idiot. But I do like your use of the English language. It shows that you had a good education. Money well spent, Guardian Hawk. Money well spent. Uh, so there we are. Some of your thoughts. Uh, some obviously as intelligent as me and some just uh, pretty thick and stupid. Donald Trump has obviously become a more effective leader than anyone for many years. Got any more thoughts? Get in touch with us on Facebook or uh, you can email jameswellradio at gmail.com. I think uh, I'm talking for a long time. Do you think we'll have a bit of music or something like that? What do you think? Uh, do it anyway, but I don't think we'll have time. Kirsty Churchill, who's re-released the Uber Radio friendly Who You Gonna Call?
Kirsty Churchill, who are you going to call out now on Big Red Records? Ghostbusters! Fantastic. Uh, and by the way, thank you very much indeed. Since uh, Rob's show last week, the book is uh, selling well again. Five pounds from the uh, shop. If you go online, talkradio.co. What am I doing? If you go online at thejameswhaleradio.co.uk. Uh, yeah, copies of the book. Nearly time for a new one, for an update. Few copies of the hardback left. I have a few, yes. Yeah, but that's not five pounds. No, we haven't actually got that on the website. Maybe I should list that as well. Why don't we put that? I mean, because it's a nice front. Well, it's a it's a ribbed cover, by the way. Yeah, if we you like... feel it, the front cover of the book is ribbed. That's that's nice. Yeah. Well, I've got one here. Look, I can if I if I stroke it. Then. Can you feel? Oh yeah. What's it like? Very nice. Forward by Chris Moyles, almost a celebrity. Do you know I have all those clothes still? Do they still fit? Yeah, of course they do, yeah. I haven't changed. Just a few more wrinkles, and then you wouldn't really notice, would you? Um, okay, so uh, probably time for Tech Talk, or, or, or can, I, um, can I do something? I'll tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to do this, um, uh, this, this talk on uh, uh, where, where I'm just going, no, no. Uh, yeah. Now, this is interesting because, again, people, uh, you know, complain about Donald Trump being a bit of a bully, gets rid of people he doesn't like, shouts at people when he's working with them, you know, and, and, and the more he behaves like that, the more I think, oh, golly, you know, I have to stop behaving the way I am. <laughs> In fact, you know, I was doing the breakfast show for the BBC for some time a few years ago. And a uh, very embarrassing time because I had a producer called, um, well, it doesn't really matter what she was called, uh, but she was worse than useless. And she worked at the BBC a long time. And, um, um, uh, and, and you know, didn't bother to listen to the output of the programme and it used to annoy me. And the BBC have got this thing of they don't ever get rid of anybody, unfortunately, uh, because they should. Uh, get rid of people like me um, because they try to employ you in a way that uh, is easy to get rid of you, which I don't mind. That's been the, the way I've been employed all my life. Um, but this, this woman, just, she wasn't listening, and she crashed a couple of things during the program because she's in charge of whatever. And so I sat back. Uh, we went into a trail for something, and I sat back, and I, I pushed my finger on talk back and said, will you f***ing listen? And of course, the BBC have microphones go. Or at that time, they have they, they went the wrong way. To turn off the on-air mic, you had to to push it completely opposite to the way of most radio stations. So it went out. Um, and so you know, I obviously apologise. I'm very sorry. You know, I shouldn't on the BBC said. F-. Um, 
Oh, I've done it again. Oh, gosh, sorry. Uh, but uh, this has given me a story now when I'm out doing a, a talk or, you know, an evening with James Well and people ask you questions and uh, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened? I've never really had a story to tell. <laughs> well, I have now. Um, and so that went down quite funny. The only thing the bosses were concerned about, not the fact I'd used uh, an expletive, but they were worried that this woman might complain that I'd bullied her. I've got the recording. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, right, OK. BBC Essex Travel. Now, let's get the latest uh, travel news before we do anything else. And uh, bringing us the travel today is... I'll do that again in a moment. And bringing us the travel today is... And bringing us the travel today is Alice Glossop. Alice. Thank you. In South End, Chichester Road is blocked in both directions because of an accident... You've got to f***ing listen. At Tyler's Avenue, the A13, Stanford, La Hope. Uh, it's now gone down in the annals of broadcasting history. You can't go down the annals. <laughs> oh, dear. I feed you the jokes and you just step right in the middle. Um, so anyway, that, but that's the interesting thing, isn't it? You know, I, I, you can't, you've got to, uh, do you mind? No, f***ing listen. Or piss off. It's up to you. Uh, so, shouting in the workplace, is it acceptable or is it bullying? I've worked for a load of bosses who, one who sh- used to throw chairs around, another one kicked waste paper bins. Um, but I like both those people I enjoyed working for. You knew where you were. There was none of this, they go into the office and talk about you behind your back and then decide to have a go. No, they'd say it to your face. That said, and I would much prefer, if you don't like something I'm doing, if I'm doing something wrong, if the program's not going right, come up and tell me, oi, whale, get your act together. That show you did yesterday was piss awful. I'd never dream of doing that. No, but that's the way it should be done. Instead of going into welfare, we'll have a meeting. Oh, yeah, I I don't think he's right. We must get rid of him. How are we going to do this? So I actually think shouting at people, uh, if they deserve it, you know, uh, wake them up a bit. Ed Taylor says, uh, no, but shouting over, for instance, the noise of machinery. Yes, what are you talking about, Ed? Uh, Robert Martin Sr. says, defo, bullying, and it shows that the person in charge lacks the most basic people skills. What are you talking about? You know, if somebody, I, 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 I don't know, Carl Kingston. I wonder if Carl Kingston was a guy I used to work with on Radio Air. Carl Kingston. God, if it is you, Carl, Hi. Um, Carl says, I've never shouted at anyone and believe there's no need for that kind of behaviour. Karma works its way to bad people. James, I do remember you shouted at Alice from Chickenley, the 75-year-old cleaner at Radio Air, but her husband, Burnt, wasn't having any of it. Most timed you tread her very well, and I remember your softer side when you picked up her pension from the post office many times for her. I'll tell you something. Carl Kingston used to play Alice the Clean. Hello, lovey. It's Alice from Chicken Lee. You've said that, folks. <laughs> hey, Carl, I remember those days well. Thank you very much. And he used to come on and I said, will you get off the program? I've got a Shackleton's high seat. Yes, of course you have. <laughs> Which is quite funny. Uh, Jonathan Ackworth said, God. Had a few arguments in my last job. I complained to the manager. He got told to pack it in. Be nice to me ever since. Really? 
I, I, you know, Jonathan, I'd sack for, I'd, you'd be out the door, mate. Uh, Richard Webster said, I work on my own, so no. Uh, <laughs> somebody called something Dando said, it's unacceptable and unprofessional. Yeah, but it gets things done, matey. It gets things done. If someone has done something wrong, there are many ways to tell them and discipline them if necessary. I haven't got time for all that shit. I really don't have time for that. Um, there are some places where, you know, if, if, if I was your commander and we were in a, a, a situation of conflict, I haven't got time to tell you nicely what to do. You do it, and if you don't do it, you probably end up getting you or all of us killed. Working in an old people's home, I guess you would. What? Have to shout. Oh, I saw what you mean, yeah. Uh, Judy Barton says, my friend is slightly deaf, so I slightly shout. So she can hear. Uh, I think that's missing the point, Judy, but very funny. Uh, Josh Holzman said, I think we are getting soft. Next step, parents being banned from shouting at their kids when they have to discipline them because it might give them post-traumatic stress disorder. As long as it's done on the floor in front of others, I have no problem. And sometimes if they are shouting at you, you can shout back. And I agree, Josh, you are the most sensible one. You have cracked it. If if somebody that, you know, is working for you, think about the Speaker of the House of Commons. He has changed things a great deal for the good, lots of people will tell you. A lot of the old fuddy-duddies didn't like it and tried to obstruct him. I can assure you from talking to people inside the House of Commons, this is what happened. And so they are all having a bit of a go because they weren't you. Nobody speaks to us like that. We've never been talked to us like that at all. You can't shut at us. But, you know, you're coming in and you're trying to modernise things and sort of, uh, if you don't like, maybe it's time you moved on. Maybe you should move on. But we've got into a situation, haven't we, uh, where it's very difficult to move people on, particularly if people are just not that they're bad at what they do, but they're just not really wanting to improve anything, and they like the status quo. Another time I went to a radio program, and um, uh, and it was just awful. I They gave me the same staff as the chap who'd been doing the show before, and the show I took over from was shit. Um, and again, this is BBC, but uh, but the staff who made the show shit stayed in place. And so after about a month, it was like it was like actually doing, you know, you employ a particular personality to do something and then you try and strangle them. Why? I mean, I know the BBC believe they have to, they are the premier. Yeah, you know, I work for the BBC still from time to time. In fact, the more you criticise them, the more they're likely to employ you, funnily enough. Um, but it, I had to say to the boss at the end, I said, look, you want to change this programme, then I need you to get rid of the producers an assistant producer, I want you to get rid of... I just move them. So I don't care. I want to bring new people in, fresh people, to do it differently. And actually, the boss was very good. He said, yes, I, I, I see what you mean. I said, the, the format's wrong, the way it's done is wrong. And uh, the BBC got this great idea of, of scripted two ways. And when you hear an interview on the BBC between the presenter and the reporter, the questions the presenter puts to the reporter are all scripted, and the replies are scripted. I just think, what a waste of f***ing time, to be honest with you. But anyway, there we are. Where was my phone call when they were replacing the staff? That's before I knew you. Oh, okay. 
And if it wasn't, I'm just made that up to make you feel better. <laughs> I think you just made it up to make you feel better. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, you, you, we're going to do uh, tech talk now, and then come back and talk about the, uh, the the ridiculously stupid idea that the Scots have come up with with this minimum pricing for alcohol. It is the most brain dead idea I've ever heard in my life. And the Scots Parliament, or whoever decides, well, Scots Parliament, I suppose, should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Absolutely ashamed of themselves. Uh, but first, before we do that, here on the James Well radio podcast, with loads of beeps in it, because every time I say f- shit, t- or can't, he beeps them out, and I've no idea why. I leave the shit in. That's disgusting. How, I, do you know, I object to working with somebody who uses language like that. Should we do tech talk? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Facebook. They're in the news at the moment quite a lot. Mm. But uh, they've now introduced... Are they going to close down or not? No, they're not going to close down. They've now introduced a uh, new feature called Facebook Dating. So you can put all your personal details on Facebook. And And then they can give them to everybody else. Basically. (laughs) Great, yeah. Yeah, everyone else but your friends. (laughs) <laughs> so you put your uh, dating uh, profile in everyone who's on your friends list never gets to see it and then obviously you can uh, start chatting people up on facebook oh very nice good uh, twitter have told 330 million users to change their password why oh apparently they unencrypted all the passwords and then sent it in a text document in-house somewhere it never got out into the wild but technically uh some people in Twitter would have seen everyone's password. So they've told everyone, as a precaution, change your password. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I, the trouble is I can never remember mine. Yeah, that's fine. If you can't remember your password, then it's, it's safer that way. Is it? All oh, right. Yeah, if you can't remember Can you it, remember mine? Because I, apparently you can, you can do a little more uh, on Twitter than uh, I, I still can only do a certain number of words. At what? You're still limited to the 140 characters? Yeah. I'll have to upgrade you then. I need to go and get myself a phone, don't I? A new one. It's not the phone, it's Twitter. (laughs) They're restricting your content. Hmm. How dare they? I know. Four in ten people say they would have sex with a robot. Well, what's the difference between having sex with a robot and having sex with one of those inflatable dolls? Um, do the inflatable dolls move? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. I've not done it. Do they talk to you? There's enough human beings going around. That's the end of the human population when you think about it, though, isn't it? Really? Mm. Mm. But it's also a solution to robots taking your jobs. There'll be less people on the planet anyway, yeah. because the men can't be bothered going out dating anymore. They'll just get a robot. And when they're bored with that robot, they'll exchange it with their mate's robot. Mm. As long as you wash it first. Yeah, I would imagine there'll be interchangeable yeah. parts. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else have we got? Well, that's it for Tech Talk. I could do a film. What film? I Feel Pretty. Oh, so pretty and witty and gay. See, yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, dear. That was from a musical. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, right, okay, fine. It's funny. It's, fu- it's yeah. a funny film. It's, it's yeah. okay. Uh, is it? You need to send me some movies. I haven't got any left. In fact, my son nicked the uh, the movies you sent. Oh, the entire box of them? Yeah. I'll send you another box down. I've got loads of Blu-rays mm. to get rid of. They're clustering up my house. 
Yeah, send me some more. Okay, we'll do. Now, um, will introducing a minimum price for alcohol help anything? Of course, it won't. But uh, I thought it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on it. Put it on Facebook, and uh, Clive Hardesty says there will be booze cruises from Scotland to Carlisle to buy in bulk and then sell to alcoholics. These people need help with their addiction, not vilification and profiteering alcoholism is an illness that needs treatment. I've been taken to task over this stance as it's seen as self-inflicted. Well, so is pregnancy. <laughs> Clive. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, I kind of agree. Uh, but, it, it, you know, if you, if, if you reckon that the people who drink too much are going to be put off by all the people who... Um, the people who need a drink will be put off by the price, then you are barking mad because uh, they will just go and get it. Prohibition has and will never work. Well, what will happen is that there will be people who get illegal stashes of alcohol, they'll nick it or whatever, I don't know, and then they'll sell it cheaper than the minimum price. And, and that's what will happen. So Scotland has just caused itself another huge crime wave in the future. How ridiculous. Uh, Paul Thomas says, good idea, bring it to England now. F*** off. Um, Paul, why are people so f***ing thick? Why would you say that, Paul? What the hell would... Anyway, Paul uh, Mungle says, well, unless we try, we will never know. What? Go and read your history books. Look what happened in America when they brought in prohibition of alcohol. Uh, Mark uh, Hampson says, as a rare drinker, there's nothing rare about drinking, mate, honestly. I've been priced out of the pub as it costs too much for what I earn these days. I don't want to be priced out of the odd beer and wine from the shops. Uh, Billy Knox says it's just like diesel. If I don't buy it, I can't drive my car and I can't make money. doesn't matter the price. I need it. And the same as an alcoholic, they will find a way to get it. Yeah, they'll commit crimes as well. Crime rate will go up, just go in and buy some alcohol. Uh, it's a ridiculously stupid idea. Patricia Room says if people want to drink, they will pay and get it, whatever the price. I like a glass of wine in the evening with my husband, who has a can of beer. We can't afford to go drinking in a pub as being both retired and only have a couple state pension. Uh, very good point. Raj Kotcher said, let's uh, make money, set up an off-license close to the Scottish border. Good idea, Raj. I'm with you, mate. Uh, Julianne Smith says, just means more people drinking home brew at home, unknown amounts of strength, more long-term problems. Another, another very good point, Julie. Uh, David Strain says, yes, it will give the shoplifters more customers. Uh, let's sit back and wait for the crime statistics next year. I think you're right, David, absolutely. Um, Harry Seth says uh, people will turn to alternatives, homemade vodka, drugs, weed, etc. If anything, it will put the crime rate up. Uh, Rod Hardesty, I wonder if you're a relation of Clive Hardesty, maybe. I doubt it. Some alcoholics will put booze before food. Let's do one more. Uh, Gary Davis, not the Gary Davis, I don't think. Uh, once again, it is the poorest that suffer. Outpriced to go to a decent local, now outpriced for having a cheaper home alternative after a day's graft. Yeah, I agree with all of you. Well, all of you agree with me. It is the most ridiculous 
ridiculous thing to do. It won't stop people drinking too much. And what it will do, uh, I don't suppose we'll ever hear this because they'll pat themselves on the back and they say, oh, yes, it's working very well, blah, blah, blah. But I can assure you it won't. Um, and there will be people now rubbing their hands together, working out how they can get loads of cheap alcohol to sell on the black market in Scotland. And, and of course, if you live near enough the border, you come across into England, you can buy it cheap and go back. Indeed, yes. You know, you've got a big Tesco's uh, just the other side of uh, the, the Scottish borders there. Berwick-upon-Tweed will have a mini boom, I should think. Is that on the border, is it? Yes. It's a shame you don't know anywhere in this country, isn't it? I, I don't leave Wales. No, I know, I know. That says a lot, doesn't it, really? Um, so, should we do questions? We can do questions. I've got some questions. Have you got some questions? Have the great British public and the uh, French, German, uh, Swedish, uh, Saudis and all the other people who listen to this show, have they all... Um... Mostly British people, I'm afraid. Oh, right. I was going to do this sex thing, but I did it on the uh, on the radio the other night and it didn't go anywhere. Sex addiction, should it be treated on the NHS? Um... I got people like Andy Miller saying, come again? And and then Malcolm Robinson say, my sex addiction got out of hand. <laughs> my old friend Len Groke, good to hear from you, Len, says, surely not those NHS beds. They're too hard. And Karen Cummings says, why not? They also pay taxes. Let them be treated. I don't think you're taking it seriously, Matt Hallsworth. He says, no, give them a prescription for Kleenex. Well, that is a decent prescription. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. And and Aaron James East says, um, what would the prescription say? Five gigabytes of free data for a porn download. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's quite expensive, isn't it, to watch porn on your phone? Mm. And one last one, Diane Williams, who says, uh, any addiction reducing somebody's quality of life should be treated on the NHS. Joking aside, this really does cause issues in relationships, often leads to adulterous behaviour, ending in relationships, terminating, uh, leaving families torn about, apart. Sorry for being serious, but people with this addiction, like many other addictions, are tormented by it. And actually, Diane, I agree with you. And I actually do agree that it should be treated on the NHS. But, unfortunately, it is one that we have a laugh at. And, and most of, all of us, uh, uh, blokes particularly, could be, well, verging on being addicted. I mean, a lot, a, lot, a lot of blokes, that's the first thing they think about when they wake up in the morning and the last thing they think about when they go to bed at night, isn't it? Uh, say nothing but robots are the answer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to finish, questions for the whale. Ivor Williams... <clears throat> Hi, Ivor. Made uh, up name, obviously. Uh, Todger shrinking due to old age. Is this a thing? <laughs> uh, sometimes, um, sometimes it gets bigger because it, it sort of stretches, and uh, it, it you know been stretched over a lifetime of shagging. <laughs> oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, Chris James. Yeah. Were the mythical Adam and Eve ever married? If so, by whom? If not, are we all bastards? That's a very interesting question, of course. My take on it is, of course, that Adam and Eve is just made up story. Uh, although, having said that, there is this, this I, uh, thing I like, that I like the idea, that maybe uh, back in the folklore of how this planet first became inhabited, maybe other uh, beings from another world did come here, did bring to... Uh, 
of their species and put them on the, the planet to populate it. Who knows? But no, I don't think they were married either way. That would explain the belly buttons. Why? Well, Adam and Eve, in every picture you see, they've got belly buttons. Well, you only get that from the umbilical cord. Yeah. So Adam and Eve technically shouldn't have a belly button. No. Well, there are so many... You see, this whole thing, if you look at religion, is all really based on myths from the past. Uh, and, and also religion is a way of controlling masses of people and giving those people who make up the religions, look at the Catholics, um, huge amounts of wealth. I mean, unimaginable amounts of wealth. Uh but I, I, I like the idea that probably back in the day there was a planet that was falling apart and they brought some of the, their kind here because they found this planet and they started from, from two and built up from there. Possibly. Could have happened. I like the theory. The theory works for me. Yeah, because I don't think we evolved from, uh, you know, things from the... I think, you know, it, I, I imagine that lots and lots of... of of, of animals were already on this planet. The Neanderthal, of course, is a different species to Homo sapien, or if you prefer, Homo erectus. Moving on. Uh, Paul Kitchener. Now they have filled in all the potholes on the route of the Tour de Yorkshire cycle race, how about <laughs> filling in... <laughs> yeah. Filling some in for the people who pay road tax? Yeah, I would actually ban cycle races from public roads. First of all, they're all on there. I mean, who gives a shit who wins a cycle race? I don't understand this. And, and, and being somebody who has lived for many years in Yorkshire, and my family live in Harrogate, or part of my family still live in Harrogate, and uh, have a business there. Uh, and if the cycle route ever goes near your business, it ruins it. It doesn't bring more people into the area that it's in. It just ruins it. Well, surely they cycle past. They've not got time to go in and shop, have they? Yeah, well, they close the roads, don't they? Nobody else can get into your business. Jackie Gant. I'm in hospital again. Can I get a mention? Oh, Jackie from Yeah, Paddywood. you can, Jackie. Hi, how are you, Jackie? How's it going? I know Mrs. W's been in hospital two days this uh, this past week, and uh, oh, it can be a bit soul-destroying, can't it? So particularly if you've got people in the beds next to you or around you that yell a lot. Pauline Cod, uh, do old neck curtains deter butterflies off your cabbage, or should I just keep the windows closed? Um, keep the windows closed, I would have thought. Uh, but if you've got cabbages growing outside and you uh, erect uh, a sort of frame over them and put your old neck curtains over there, it might do a very good job keeping them off your cabbages, yeah. Oh, see, I thought cabbage was something else. I thought it was like a euphemism. What? Well, it says, do old neck curtains deter butterflies off your cabbage? You see? Or, shall I just keep the windows closed? Well, keeping the windows closed wouldn't affect your cabbage patch, will it? So I think cabbage... Uh, I've no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Move on. Uh, Gavin, I've given my answer. My answer is, if, you, if you, you put them over your cabbages in the garden, it'll look after them. Never mind about the window. Right. Gavin Nason, uh, is it barbecue weather? Well, it's barbecue weather any day you want to have a barbecue. I, I, You know, you don't need to wait for the sun. The only thing about barbecues, I would say, is use a proper one. None of, if you're going to use one of these gas barbecues, cook the stuff inside. I mean, just waste of time. I've got a gas barbecue. Yeah, well, there we are. It makes really nice barbecue things. Yeah, so does, the, so does your cooker inside. There's no difference. 
That is actually true, but at least you're outside. Yeah. Well, I have a fire pit with a cooking thing. It's all rusty because I left it out all uh, all winter. But as soon as I fire it, I mean, it's made of, of quarter-inch solid steel. Um, as soon as I heat it up, of course, and rub it down a bit, the rust will go. Well, the rust is good for you because it's full of iron. Well, there we are, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I've, I've got, so it's a fire pit, a medieval fire pit. I put logs in and get it really hot. And then I've got a tripod that clips on the top with this great big thing hangs down on chains. And uh, you can slap on the old sausage. Well, I never get an invite to your uh, fire pit parties. Mm. Well, I haven't had one this year yet. I might have one. That, well, I'm not going to have a party, no. Um, but we'll see how we go. Okay, listen, thank you very much indeed, everybody. Don't forget, join me on Talk Radio, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 o'clock in the evening till 10. Um, or, of course, download any number of these podcasts because there are hundreds of them. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. 241. 241 hours. Yeah. That means you could listen to this for over a week without stopping, doesn't it? Yeah. Go to the shop, get yourself a James Well baseball uh, cap because you'll need to wear something in the sun this week. All right? Okay, I will do. I'll go in the shop and get one. to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.